This is Power for Living, the Bible teaching ministry of Christ the King Church in Wakefield, Massachusetts. I'm your host, Feliciano Segundo, and our teacher is Father Michael Carl. So get all your Bibles and let's get started. Today we are going to go over the Romans passage in our teaching time, and it's again Romans 14. And the passage again reads, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat, and let not him who does not eat judge him who eats. For God has received him. Who are you to judge another servant? To his own master he stands or falls. Indeed, he will be made to stand, for God is able to make him stand. One person esteems one day above another, and another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day... Observe it to the, observes it to the Lord, and he who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives God thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat and gives God thanks. For none of us lives to himself, and no one dies to himself. For if we live, we live to the Lord, and if we die, we die to the Lord. Therefore, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. But why do you judge your brother? Or why do you show contempt for your brother? For we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. For it is written, As I live, says the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. So then each of us shall give account of himself to God. Therefore, let us not judge one another any more, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. The first thing I need to say is this passage, more so than many of the others we've gone over, this passage is what's called a single literary unit. It means it all goes together which means that we're not going to go verse by verse. However, in the Life Application Study Bible, there's a note for verse 1. It says, Paul assumes that the church will have differences of opinion on disputable matters. He says we are not to quarrel about issues that are matters of opinion. Differences should not be feared or avoided, but accepted and handled with love. Don't expect everyone, even in the best possible church, to agree on every subject, right? 
Through sharing ideas, we can come to a fuller understanding of what the Bible teaches. Accept, listen to, and respect others. Differences of opinion need not cause division. They can be a source of learning and richness in our relationships. And all that sounds really nice, but what it means is don't be afraid of somebody's opinion if they disagree with you. So we're not going to agree over everything. And believe me, there's plenty of evidence to show that that's true. The major issue here, at least one of those, is what's called legalism. And Paul discusses that at the beginning where he says there are people who had differences of opinion on whether to eat meat and vegetables or eat only veggies. And one day is special to some and other days are not so special. Churches have made these disputable things actual doctrines. How many of us can think of several things that might fall into this category? Well, how about dancing, going to movies, playing cards, drinking alcohol, or even playing golf? Assuming that golf gets so important to you that you actually start skipping church to go play. However, if anybody saw me playing golf, they would be convinced it is sinful. You'd be surprised that there are people who will actually fight and argue over this. And there have been for centuries disagreements in the church over whether or not for baptism, dunk them, pour it over them, sprinkle it on them, or there have been differences of opinion on how to serve communion. Do we come to the altar? Do we come to an altar rail and have it passed down? Or do we pass the plates down the pews? There are dis disputes over that. New denominations have been created over stuff like that. So let's have agreement on the major points of doctrine and agree to disagree over the stuff that does not rise to the level of biblical prohibitions on something. Agree to disagree and be charitable to those who don't hold your opinion on whether or not you should play cards or go to movies. Or in some cases, it even boiled down to wearing jewelry for women. And I've probably told this story before, so if you've heard it before, humor me and pretend that you haven't. Now, I was working for this TV evangelist one time many, many moons ago, and they were at their annual conference. And this was one of those groups where they were very legalistic about women not wearing any kind of jewelry except their wedding ring and maybe a watch. And I remember sitting there because the crew took off and they went and they left me behind to be the phone answerer. And I answered the phone and this woman on the other end was absolutely hysterical. And she was convinced that the whole denomination was going straight down the tubes because their convention had voted that women can wear necklaces and bracelets. And I thought, well, uh, ma'am, I'm, I'm not in charge of this department, and I am not able to speak to that issue, 
but I'm sure that if you pray about it, God will give you peace. And I said, have a nice, blessed day and hung up the phone. Now, there are times when we have to abstain from things because they might make somebody stumble, believe it or not. And if, here's where this comes down to, is are we practicing the law of love or are we saying, that's your problem? Because I remember in a church board meeting I was at one time, and I've been a member of and on the staff of a number of churches, so I'm not going to say which one this was or who it was or anything like that. But this person, because we were doing a Bible study and we were covering some passage like this or in 1 Corinthians 8 or wherever, where they cover, where Paul covered the same subject. And we were talking about if you do something that might cause somebody some spiritual harm, don't do it. That's like if you're at a restaurant and you see someone come in and you know they're a Christian, but you know they also go to one of the churches that doesn't believe you should be doing that, don't do it. And this person spoke up and was gruff and grumbling and said, you mean I have to give up whatever it was, because somebody else might have a problem with it. And I said, uh, look at the passage again. What does it say? It says, don't make somebody else stumble. Do not do something if you know it would be spiritually harmful to them. Because ultimately we all belong to God. And it is our responsibility to show love for that person if we know that something we might do would cause them harm. And I was hearkening back to that passage where Jesus is talking about that very thing. And he says, if you should cause one of these little ones to stumble, meaning not a child necessarily, but someone who's less mature in the faith, it would be better for you that a millstone be tied around your neck and you'd be thrown into the sea. And I said, I think Jesus's opinion on this is if we know we're going to make somebody mess up or stumble, we don't do it. And that person just kind of went. <clears throat> now, there's also this issue. Paul talks about it here in this passage where we belong to God. We are the Lord's whether we live or whether we die. We are the Lord's. Does anyone remember from a long time ago a movie called Whose Life Is It Anyway? It starred Richard Dreyfuss, and in it, it was one of those movies where he had had this horrendous accident, and he had broken most of the bones in his body, and he was paralyzed from the neck down. And the movie had it where the doctor said, well, we want to keep you going, blah, blah, blah. And he said, no, I don't want to live like this. I'd rather die. And so the point of the movie was he had the right to die if he wanted to. But the actual real point was it's his life and he can do with it whatever he wants to. And I had to look at that and say, no, because we live and die to the Lord. We belong to God. It's his responsibility as to whether or not we have that choice to off ourselves or to keep going. 
And so we do what we can, we do what we must do, and then we let God take over. But we belong to God. Now, we have to decide whether or not we are going to be merciful to our younger, weaker, or less faithful, or less strong in the faith brethren, because what does it say? He says, we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. That means we are all going to give account of ourselves to the Lord on that day. We shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And the point of that is, one way or the other, we're going to be standing or seating before the judgment seat, and we're going to be evaluated based on the quality of our service to the Lord. Because we're sitting before Jesus, and we're saved, we've been born again, but what's going to get tested is the quality of all of the things that we did, or whether or not we kicked up a ruckus because somebody was dancing and we didn't believe they should, or something like that. And remember, Paul writes about that, saying your works are going to be tested by fire, whether stones or wood, hay, stubble, or whatever. And what's left after the fire has touched it is what remains. And that's the work that you will carry on into the hereafter with Jesus. And the stuff that gets burned up, you don't. So we still have to be conscious of what we do because we are going to give account of, of ourselves to God. So let's keep that in mind as we seek to follow Him faithfully and not waver in our willingness to serve Him because what He wants is people who are followers and servants, not fans and casual observers. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's edition of Power for Living. If you happen to miss any of our other programs, be sure to go to our podcast page at ChristTheKingNorthShore.podbean.com. And you can also visit our website at www.ctknorthshore.org. If this program has been a blessing, feel free to let us know. Write us at Power for Living, Care of Christ the King Church, 4 Railroad Avenue, Suite 309 in Wakefield, Massachusetts, 01880. Or you can also send us an email at ChristTheKingNorthShore at gmail.com. You can be a part of this gospel ministry by becoming a patron of Power for Living. You can find out how by clicking the Become a Patron button at the top of our podcast page. That's it for this week, and until next time, remember that Jesus is your Power for Living.